0: The Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Hello, Buglers, and welcome to issue 4051 of The Bugle, brought to you in association with our corporate partners Earth, the must-see destination in the solar system, the human race, still one of the top ten greatest species in the world, and Andy Zaltzman's 2017 The Certifiable History, the forthcoming stand-up show at the Soho (laughs) Theatre from the 18th of December to the 6th of January. Today is Friday the 1st of December. Tickets available on the internet, by the way. Easily the latest in a year we've recorded a bugle so far this year, uh, once again, uh, for the umpteenth time this year. I am Andy Zaltzman, or at least that's uh, what I've been told since birth, so let's assume there's some element of truth in it. And I'm broadcasting to you from London where just 21 years from now to the day we will formally announce the launch of our first exciting new post-Brexit global trading bloc, the Britain, Uzbekistan, Libya, Laos and Santa Helena Institute of Trade. Exciting times. Joining me this week, a man who has seldom been described as one of the most influential figures in the evolution of funk music, <laughs> who is ger- generally unheralded in the annals of major championship golf who is barely even mentioned whenever experts discuss the history of 19th century medicine. But I'm afraid Sly Stone, Arnold Palmer and Louis Pasteur were all either busy or wanted way too much money. So instead, we have to put up with Miss Kumar! (laughs) Hello Andy, hello Buglers.
1: I don't know what history of funk you've been reading Andy. (laughs) I'll have you know I'm Croydon's Bootsy Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you Andy?
0: Well, uh, how am I, Nish? That's a difficult question to answer. Knackered
1: after a weekend of zero sleep (laughs) due to the ashes?
0: Yes, uh, I have been... um, Watching England play cricket in Australia comes at a price. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It comes at a price in terms of just the the physical endurance required uh, of watching top-level sport (laughs) that starts at midnight. (laughs) Uh, And the psychological endurance of watching England raise an unusually large flag of hope <laughs> before setting fire to that flag of hope. Yeah. And uh, burning it to a crisp. Yeah, it was a
1: real roller coaster ride that first test match. It was a roller
0: coaster ride and the kind of roller coaster ride that ends in a
1: massive crack. <laughs> um, um, it's the 1st of December. It is. It's Christmas time, Andy. It is, Nish. It's we're heading into cracker Ramadan, yeah. honky Hanukkah, <laughs> Diwali for Dawaitis. <laughs>
0: Um, well, indeed, yes, we are recording the 1st of December uh, 2017, uh, not only the start of uh, of Advent, yeah. but also it's Rosa Parks Day. Is it really? It is. Uh, on this day in uh, 1955, the uh, the little bus incident happened. Donald Trump has not tweeted about it yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Uh, there are far more important things for him to address.
1: And uh, we are celebrating time. that by uh, recording this be with me sat behind Andy. <laughs>
0: Um, Also on this day in 1990, the Channel Tunnel met itself under the seabed. The uh, section started in the UK and France, met 40 metres beneath the seabed, heralding surely a new dawn of (laughs) Brito-Continental (laughs) Cooperation transport. And um, just a mutual exchange of ideas, friendship, relationships and respect that surely confirmed our future and historic destiny as a true European nation. Well, let's (laughs) find out if that indeed happened. I've got the envelope here. Oh, dear. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, is also... Maybe if we build another tunnel, it'll work better next time.
1: Well, I think we're uh, one year away from this current tunnel being filled with spam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just so that there's no way of getting right. from e- England to the continent. Spam, well, halfway across with spam and then with foie gras <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> The perfect visual metaphor for our mutual
0: distrust and wildly differing cuisines. Uh, This is the bugle for the week beginning the 4th of December um, uh, 2017. On uh, on the 4th of December 1618-ish, a hen laid an egg with a picture of a comet on it, even (laughs) though that comet would not appear in the skies until the 12th of December. What? Yeah, I read that on the internet. A a chicken laid a a magic egg that had a picture, a predictive picture of a comet. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you can't argue with the internet. (laughs) Um, This leads can mean only one of uh, one of three things: one, God is a chicken; two. (laughs) Zeus is God and he fked a chicken uh, and wouldn't put it beyond him God was a monster got away with stuff for so long because people were scared of him and he wielded so much power why do we never learn <laughs> and uh, uh, three is that a naughty chicken had sex with a telescope I'm going to Wait add number four to that list yeah. your lack
1: of sleep due to the ashes is causing you to hallucinate chicken based internet stories <laughs>
0: It's true. If it was true in 1680, it's true today.
1: Um, it's I believe b- that's the motto of Brexit. Isn't it's it? the
0: motto of Brexit. and I think how American gun laws work as well. <laughs> um, as always, a section of the bugle is going uh, is going straight in the bin. And well, you'll be pleased. As clearly a massive Christmas fan, as we've uh, big old Christmas all fan. discover. we have uh, the uh, first week of the Bugle Advent Calendar of Christmas <laughs> facts. Friday, the first of December. <laughs> King Herod's name should in fact be pronounced Herod. It was an American-style shortening for his full name, Hercules Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait till tomorrow for the next one. So you, you can't listen to this bit for another 24 hours. <laughs> Saturday, the 2nd of December. No, oh, no, you've opened it early. You're like a spoiled child. Only two of the three wise men were actually wise. Melchior was a total f- quit. He had a fake degree certificate from the University of Nineveh. Balthazar and Kaspar did most of the actual wisdom, whilst Mel- Melchior was reduced largely to the role of a prototype hype man, going, yeah, in the background. 3rd of December. The tradition of eating turkey at Christmas began when Mary, in the throes of labour in the manger, grabbed what she thought was a cylinder of gas and air, but was in fact a turkey, and bit its head off. The 4th of December, what we think of as Christmas Day, does not in fact fall on the real birth date of Jesus. Did you know this? This In fact, scholars now think that the 12-foot-8-inch Messiah, that measurement taken right at the end of his life, was in fact uh, born in September. Uh, His parents, however, fiddled his birth certificate so he'd be eligible for the Galilee Under-9s Miracle (laughs) Squad, which had a cut-off date of the 1st of October, the date the miracling season traditionally began. Tuesday the 5th of December. (laughs) John F. Kennedy was a massive Christmas fan when he announced the American lunar mission in 1960 he threw a massive tantrum when NASA said that the astronauts wouldn't be able to ride Santa's reindeer into orbit <laughs> Wednesday the 6th of December the reason Mary and Joseph had no money for the inn was because Joseph had just splurged 399 shekels on a new woodwork bench and drill <laughs> in the Black Friday sales um, well that'll do for the first week
1: I look forward to listening to this show Andy so that I can re-listen to that because I'll be honest with you I didn't hear anything after Hercules Roderick Guess <laughs> I absolutely tapped out at that point
0: um, uh, also uh, in the bin in our special advent section uh, we uh, we review the latest Christmas ads obviously uh, yeah, the, the launch of Christmas ads seems to Somehow become a new story. Yeah, um, that's right, yeah. For no discernible reason. Um, of course, the true Christian Christmas uh, actually involves uh, not the kind of commercialism we used to do today, but eating a healthy dish of hay, donkey manure and human afterbirth. Uh, <laughs> plenty of iron for the cold winter season. Then going for a cross-country ski like the three wise men did, as they w- made their way across the snow-covered Middle East that chilly December back in nought <laughs> BC and or AD. Uh, and we look at the uh, Christmas advert for the food outlet Real Meat, a brutally graphic five minute film of the baby Jesus chasing down and ritually slaughtering an escaped turkey with a chainsaw given to him by one of the wise men, which is the <laughs> origin of the term. Murr. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh...
1: <laughs> Top story this week Donald Trump is a. Part 6,433. <laughs> uh, Andy, on Wednesday morning, Donald Trump retweeted two tweets from Jada Franson, the deputy leader of Britain First, a far-right nationalist group. Uh, before we go any further, Britain First have sort of seen this as an endorsement of their views from the President of America and are using this as an opportunity for extra publicity. So I will now be referring to them as the f***ing <laughs> c for the rest of this show. Uh, I'm aware that quite a lot of buglers are pretty adept at altering Wikipedia uh, the <laughs> do have their own Wikipedia page and if any of you felt the need yeah. to deface that with their new name, I would have no way of stopping you.
0: Yeah, I imagine uh, most of us were sitting at home this week thinking, I'll tell you what has been nice about this week so far and that is that Donald Trump has not yet <laughs> retweeted any far-right Islamophobic propaganda videos.
1: <laughs> yet is the key word yeah. there.
0: We knew it was coming. And it duly uh, duly did come on. Just when it seemed there were no more behavioural depths for the President of the USA to plumb, he not only excavated a surprise new underground cavern (laughs) of provocative nincompoopery, but he then plumbed the living shit out of it. We are talking Super Mario-level plumbing. (laughs) In the video game star's early 1990s pomp, Trump did not so much limbo dance underneath the already low bar of just-about-acceptable presidential morality. He lay underneath that bar, pointed his dick at it, and urinated at the bar until it fell off his perch before saying, that is what a Muslim would do, and we cannot accept that.
1: Um, Let's start with the actual video clips themselves, because various journalists have sort of taken their time to debunk them. Uh, One of the videos uh, originates in Holland, and there's no evidence that the people involved are either Muslim or migrants.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it does show a dark-haired Dutch teenager beating up a light-haired Dutch teenager. and Statistically... (laughs) Dark haired teenagers are much more likely to turn into dark haired adults. Yes. And statistically, dark haired adults are much more likely to be Muslims than, for example, blonde haired Labradors. <laughs> so, you just have to be careful. You just never know what you're actually watching. <laughs> So the first video
1: was had absolutely nothing to do with anything whatsoever. Uh, the other two videos, one of them comes from some violence uh, that, from supporters of the then Egyptian president, Mohamed Morsi, and the other is a video clip taken during conflict as part of the Syrian civil war. So at best two of them have been severely dragged out of context and at worst, one of them is a complete outright lie. Uh, But at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if Trump tweeted a video excerpt of the Disney cartoon version of Aladdin with the (laughs) caption, Muslims are a bunch of fez-wearing genie thieves. (laughs)
0: Let me just check, see if that's come up. (laughs) Oh, it's not he's complaining about the American judicial system again. What a surprise.
1: (laughs) Um, as for the fucking c***s, well, they are a, a very spicy group of people. Uh, and I use that term advisedly, <laughs> knowing that they have
0: never eaten spicy food in their entire lives. Yeah, I was uh, reading up about Britain first, because they were, uh, they're were they quite a recent organisation. They were founded in 2011 by people who found the British National <laughs> Party was simply too cuddly and progressive for their liking. Well, no, because um, the original founder
1: was thrown out of the British National Party for g-
0: he was too big a for the BNP. That is that is that is an impressive... That, that is, is a high-tariff a... manoeuvre. <laughs> yeah. That is a quintuple salco <laughs> of yeah.
1: That's like Keith Richards kicking you out of the Rolling Stones for doing too much heroin.
0: <laughs> um, they um, they advocate the preservation of traditional British culture. Um, not entirely clear which bits of traditional British culture. They don't seem too keen on uh, uh, shit like tolerance, open-mindedness and acceptance <laughs> of others. <laughs> More into the old school traditions, niche, the old age old bulwarks of our national id, <coughs> such as xenophobia, feudalism, morris dancing, I guess, typhoid, a life expectancy of 24 for peasants, and witchburn. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, cultural traditions in any country are a bit of a pick-and-mix buffet. And, but what is odd, what is kind of odd and frustrating about this is that Britain First are barely even a fringe organisation. They have as much electoral popularity as the I'm-going-to-throw-a-bucket-of-sick-in-your-face party <laughs> and as much political sway as the revolutionary make-penguins-fly-to-the-desert-and-see-how-they-like-it party. <laughs> they are basically a barely discernible turd bobbing in the British political reservoir. Yeah, and but thanks to the President of America, they've suddenly been thrust into the limelight uh, the uh, the British response uh, well I mean Theresa May was as outspoken as she has ever been about anything <laughs> in saying that Mr Trump was wrong uh, t- wrong to tweet and then he hit back saying don't focus on me if if only that were possible <laughs> um, focus on the destructive radical Islamic terrorism that is taking place within the United Kingdom we are doing just fine he says from America. Um, now, I mean, he's got a point. I mean, if you look at the stats, yeah, as a proportion of terror attacks, America's doing much better than us at reducing the proportion of radical Islamic terror attacks. Yeah. So our oh, homegrown non-Islamic radical terrorists are going to really have to step up to the f***ing plate. This is exactly the problem yeah. with the Premier League, Andy.
1: As it is with our terror attacks, we've got too many foreign imports coming in. We're neglecting our homegrown terrorists. Look at America; they have really
0: invested in grassroots terrorism. <laughs> uh, but also, initially, he tweeted this to the wrong <laughs> Theresa May. Now, and he didn't even tweet it to the the um, uh, Theresa May, the uh, no, uh, pornographerianist <laughs> a- actor. Um, with whom the Prime Minister has been confused on previous occasions, but with a woman who had Theresa May as a Twitter handle, who has tweeted nine times <laughs> and has six followers, and woke up to find the entire world's media <laughs> outside her house, basically. <laughs>
1: he, uh, Yeah, she's a 41-year-old woman from uh, Bognor uh, in England, which for American viewers, is... Unbelievably a real place. <laughs> Just one of the places that we have in our country. Uh, and she was, yeah, sort of baffled by the attention. And uh, she was uh, quoted in the uh, one of the British newspapers this week as saying, it's amazing to think that the world's most powerful man managed to press the wrong button. Which is... <laughs> oh, that is alarming. Very concerning yep. analysis from Ms May. Yes. Uh, she's basically... Particularly given what buttons he has at his disposal. Yeah, the, the worrying thing about this is the whole world could end because the President of America was attempting to rage-tweet Domino's Pizza <laughs> and ended up pressing the big red button and launching a bunch of news when he was trying to send out the tweet saying terrible pizza from failing Domino's. Your so-called meat feast is hashtag fake news, mainly bread and cheese. Sad, hashtag make pizza great again. What do you mean I pressed the wrong button? <laughs>
0: But anyway, I mean, thankfully, Nish, we've, uh, despite the wave of radical Islamic terrorism that yeah. is uh, taking place in the United Kingdom, yeah. we've both escaped death at the hands of the, uh, well, now majority of crazed Islamist extremists who make up <laughs> a solid 70 to 80% of the population of Britain <laughs> who have transformed this country into a de facto caliphate. Disappointingly, though, the trains are still shit. Now, you would have thought, if we're going to live under the dictatorial rule of an autocratic, ideologically driven regime, at least the fucking trains would run on time. I mean, that's, that is how I know that we are still free in this country, is the uh, Southern Train Service <laughs> through Streatham Common being late. If it ever turns up on time, and that is a big fucking if, I'll start to worry that I might never be allowed to read a single poem ever again. Um, so...
1: This has raised some sort of serious doubts about whether Donald Trump is going to be able to make his uh, planned visit yeah. uh, later on in the year. Um, because Theresa May has obviously sort of come down as hard as she sort of comes down against anything. Um, but some elements of the uh, sort of conservative press in this country have launched a defence of Donald Trump. The Daily Mail published their leader comment uh, yesterday where they said, uh, you know, that whilst they sort of condemned his behaviour and the actions of the <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry, Chris, this is going to be... I really hope you didn't have any plans for your Friday evening. Um, They said that uh, whilst he was, uh, you know, they condemned Donald Trump, they also reminded their readers that he was the elected leader of our staunchest ally and, most crucially, our most important trading partner. Uh, They then went on to say, because Labour has sort of raised some doubts about whether it's suitable for him to come on a state visit because it might be of embarrassment to the Queen. This is a direct extract from the Daily Mail's leader comment about this. This is the same queen who has broken bread on state visits with the Romanian mass murderer Nicolae Ceausescu, Zimbabwean tyrant Robert Mugabe, Zaire's kleptocratic Mobutu Sese Seko, and Syria's blood-soaked President Assad, not to mention Vladimir Putin. Mr Trump is a saint compared to these men. Her Majesty will recognise this visit is not about endorsing Mr Trump, it's about honouring the great and and hugely important ally he represents, one that will be more vital than ever after Brexit. Now, I've got three things to say. (laughs) Okay about this. Firstly, the lesson the Daily Mail seemed to have drawn is don't ever learn from history. (laughs) If the person who wrote this had been the protagonist in the film Groundhog Day, that movie would have literally gone on forever (laughs) with Bill Murray learning nothing over and over again ad infinitum. Number two, just because Trump isn't as bad as Assad or Mobutu does not mean he's not still a total Aim a little bit higher. Hey, in fairness, he's never used chemical weapons on his own people. I say get him round for a barbecue with a plus one for Melania. (laughs) And number three, thank goodness that we dealt with the economic powerhouse that is Robert Mugabe's Zimbabwe. (laughs) Thank goodness we prostituted all our national values to maintain a steady trading relationship with that economic thunderbolt. At this point, we would deal with Darth Vader, if he <laughs> promised to bring back manufacturing jobs to this country by awarding us a contract to produce the next Death Star in Sunderland.
0: Well, jobs are jobs-nish. <laughs> uh, Amber Rudd, the Home Secretary, um, responded in slightly cryptically, the importance of the relationship between our countries and the unparalleled sharing of intelligence between our countries is vital. It has undoubtedly saved British lives. That is the big picture here, and I would urge people to remember that. And the subtext of those words... Essentially, is three years, one month, 21 days. (laughs) Just hang on, everyone.
1: The events of this week have reminded us, if we needed reminding, that Donald Trump is the Roger Federer of unimaginable stupidity. (laughs) And Brexit truly is his Rafa Nadal. (laughs)
0: Um, But it's not what he tweeted or the things that he said and done that makes me not want him to come to the UK niche. Really, it's more what Lee Harvey Oswald did. It just means... (laughs) I just don't trust white white Americans in cities where cars go, and I'll, I'll tweet you a f**ing video link if you think they're okay.
1: <laughs> I keep reading these articles saying, "Oh, this is all of these tweets are just a smokescreen from the budget," and everybody that's getting distracted by, it, "Oh, you're really," but it's not. It doesn't. You can be outraged by two things: the tax bill is obviously <laughs> an absolute bag of shit, but you can't just breeze past the fact that the president of America is now openly endorsing fascists. Oh, will you say that, but
0: a lot of people have said just retweeting it without checking (laughs) anything about it does not constitute an endorsement. Anne Coulter, the uh, conservative commentator...
1: And f*** (laughs) Give uh, her her full title, please, Andy.
0: (laughs) ...was uh, interviewed on the uh, BBC's Radio 4 Today programme, this sort of flagship morning news programme on the radio, and uh, pointed out uh, that um, people... Who retweet videos do not research the biographies or details of the people who originally shared them, and that is true. But then again, not everyone is the shitting fucking dent <laughs> of the United bastarding states <laughs> of for fuck sake, America. <laughs> In which case, higher standards of behaviour are expected.
1: That, that will. That should be. The inscription above Donald Trump's presidential <laughs> library.
0: A <laughs> um, Conservative MP Nadim Zahawi wrote to Trump um, to uh, ask him when he does come to Britain to visit diverse areas such as Manchester, Birmingham, Coventry, to uh, to be shown how Muslim communities in Britain live peaceably uh, with um, with yeah, within the UK. But the problem is, Nish. That kind of proof does not count for anything with Donald Trump, because he can go online any time, look at a video of ISIS doing something horrific in Syria, and know that the streets of Bradford are aflame. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time to move. One more tweet from Donald Trump. Um, He's as much of a Christmas fan as you, Nish. Very excited about the start. Yeah, yeah. He said the Christmas story begins 2,000 years ago with a mother, a father, their baby son, and the most extraordinary gift of all the gift of God's love for all of humanity. Or, on another interpretation that might be more relevant to Mr. Trump's presidency, it begins with people giving birth in a fing manger with a donkey as the midwife because there's no decent public health care. <laughs> <laughs> absolute spanner. <laughs> Sorry, that's disrespectful to the obvious. Mr., you absolute spanner. <laughs> it's going to blow his mind when he
1: finds out that story took place in the Middle East. <laughs> He's going to absolutely lose his shit. If, yeah, I think he will. If somebody doesn't caption one of those photos, he's going to end up retweeting it going, Muslim man, forces his wife to give birth in shit.
0: <laughs> 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 it's royal wedding time. God save our
1: gracious <laughs> Queen's grandson. live <Lonely> our <laughs> glorious Queen's grandson. God save the Queen's grandson.
0: Well, we are here in London. The <laughs> absolutely, I'm going to just try and block that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the look on your face is going to be hard to sh- hard to shift from. I'm so happy. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd, I knew I shouldn't have had that coffee <laughs> that close to a record. We are we are here in London, the capital of, uh, of global global romance. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, we are alive with excitement. Prince Harry, the professional prince, a man who can prince pretty much anything, anywhere these days, so Prince Lily, as he honed his imprecification skills over the 33 years of his pro-princing career, is betrothed to be bewed to Meghan Markle, the actress, humanitarian campaigner, and no-time Wimbledon champion. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, how, how have you been? I mean, I've just been bunting stuff. I've been bunting the living shit out of anything I can lay my hands on. There uh, won't it's... be a square inch of le- London left unbunted if I get my way. Andy, I'm
1: genuinely excited. Prince Harry has got a non-white wife. We, we've done it, Andy. We've finally got a person on the inside. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> this is how we get away. And next, it'll be a black James Bond. And the next thing you know, chocolate prime minister. <laughs> It's coming. Megan is our first person on the inside.
0: You're putting a lot of pressure on her there, dude. (laughs) Um,
1: I read a tweet this week uh, from uh, a couple of people saying, uh, you know, it's nice that uh, Britain has sort of moved on uh, in terms of its conversation about race and that, uh, you know, this is uh, evidence of glowing progressive... Nature of our attitude, and I'm assuming that those people are not in Britain, because <laughs> I was in Britain this week, and it was an absolute shitfest of borderline racism <laughs> uh, in the uh, in the media. Um, the uh, Spectator, uh, which is a uh, Well, see for yourself. It's a magazine, and you can probably guess its views from what I'm about to tell you. The uh, Spectator led with a column that said, Meghan Markle is unsuitable as Prince Harry's wife for the same reason that Wallace Simpson was unsuitable. She's divorced, and Harry's grandmother is Supreme Governor of the Church of England. Now, call me a pedant, but uh, the Church of England was originally founded so that Henry VIII could get rid of one of his wives. If anything...
0: Don't bring history into it, (laughs)
1: The subtext of that headline is Divorcee unsuitable for involvement in an organisation literally created to facilitate divorce.
0: <laughs> well, as you say, she is, um... Or, or she is divorced. <laughs> um, she is uh, also uh, a bit Catholic. <laughs> and she is American. So, we haven't updated our sound effects since the 1930s, unfortunately. Um... <laughs> Well, of course, that, I mean that's that little triathlon of nation-threatening lifestyle hobbies—being American, divorced, and Catholic—was enough for uh, Wallace Simpson to bring the empire quivering to its <laughs> knees in a deep psychological trauma, existential identity crisis. Uh, but generally, I think, I mean, we have moved on as a, as a nation. Generally, out outside of uh, uh, organs of the uh, of conservatism. Generally, the response has been, "Well, she seems nice. I hope they're both happy." Rather than as it was when King Edward the had the hots for Mrs. Simpson. No, <laughs> outsider alerts! Outsider alerts! <laughs> I mean, some people are royal, royal correspondents, and and I mean, there are very few jobs in the world, Mish, that I can look at and think <laughs> <laughs> my my existence is more relevant than yours. But P- Possibly, this is the only such job. Can you think of any others? I and mean, it's—I genuinely can't. But royal correspondent is. I mean, it is.
1: It's royal correspondent, us, and social media manager.
0: <laughs> it's the three most useless jobs in society. But them have said that how the lack of concern about Meghan Markle's um, divorcedness and and uh, and racial background and uh, Americanism shows how the how much the royal family has come on since uh, Edward VIII quit the throne in 1936 because he had fallen in love with a woman who went over oh, for 3 on not being American, but also <laughs> Catholic. Uh, I think I think it just shows, not that we've necessarily moved on, but how f***ing infantile we were <laughs> really not very long ago, um, uh, in common with, for example, almost everything else about society. Um, she seems quite impressive. I don't know much about her. She seems I- impressive in what, what she's done, um, uh, particularly with her sort of humanitarian... Campaigns, And as you say, a mixed race member of the royal family in a family where just a few generations ago marrying your second cousin was considered (laughs) to be stretching way, way beyond (laughs) the ideal royal matchmaking pool. That's another overdue step for British monarchy to move into the 20th century.
1: Yeah, there's absolutely no denying that, you know, as much as I am keen to be cynical about this, there's no denying the optics are positive of prince harry marrying someone who is a sort of person of color that there is definitely something positive about that and it is disappointing when organizations like the spectator sort of weighed in in this way but then the thing about the spectator is you know it's not the most i mean i'd wipe my ass with it (laughs) but i don't for fear it would turn my ass racist (laughs) and somehow turn my anus against the rest of my body
0: right let's move on (laughs) um there was a, a entertaining subtitle blooper on the BBC of which they were subtitling Jeremy Corbyn and uh, saying apparently how much he admires Prince Harry and Hezbollah. <laughs> uh Hezbollah
1: flagrant anti-Corbyn <laughs> bias. That's right.
0: Rather than his brother, which is what he actually, <laughs> uh, actually said. There's been a lot of uh, detail in the press about Meghan Markle's family. Sure. Uh, we've all read about the people who are in Meghan, Meghan Markle's family. What about the people who aren't? Here's your bugle guide to people not related to Meghan Markle. Wayne Mardle (laughs) has a similar surname, but the professional darts player from Dagenham has never, in fact, met Meghan Markle. He did watch an episode of the TV drama Suits in which she appeared and quite liked it. Wayne is nicknamed Hawaii 501 for his flamboyant shirts, although some conspiracy theorists still claim that his shirts come from Kenya. It's not known whether Megan likes (laughs) darts, but as a former calligrapher, she might. (laughs) Megan Shaughnessy... (laughs) Meghan Shaughnessy has the same first name as Meghan Markle, but with an extra N, and is also American. But there, the similarities end for the former (laughs) world number 11-ranked tennis star (laughs) who carved out a solid career on the pro circuit in the first decade of this millennium without really threatening to win a major Grand Slam title. Shaughnessy has never married a prince, but she did reach the Australian Open Singles quarterfinal in 2003, where she lost to eventual (laughs) champion Serena Williams, who, ironically, is great friends with Meghan Markle and, by virtue of winning seven Wimbledon titles is automatically seventh in line to the British throne, <laughs> just behind Prince Harry, who's fifth, and nine-time champion Martina Navratilova. <laughs> Sergio Aguero, the Argentinian footballer <laughs> and key component in the recent success of Manchester City, is no relation at all of Meghan Markle, although she might have seen some football matches on the telly at some point, point. and Saint Bernard of Clairvaux... Uh, Also unrelated to Megan, the 12th century French priest, famous for miraculously killing a swarm of flies just by excommunicating them from a church (laughs) and having an eye infection cured by a squaz of breast milk direct from the holy wap of the Virgin Mary herself. (laughs) Fake news is not entirely a 21st century phenomenon, people. (laughs) Anyway, St Bernard, uh, not known to be a relative of Markle, uh, but were he alive today... Rather than having spent the last eight hundred and sixty-four years on the being dead circuit, he would uh, probably have nothing bad to say about Megan, who seems a uh, perfectly nice woman. Seems like a
1: perfect just seems like a perfectly lovely lady.
0: Some quick bugle breaking news now: Silvio Berlusconi has a new face. <laughs> uh, the um... <coughs> disappointingly,
1: he didn't go for the Megan Markle. <laughs> Very disappointed that Silvio didn't go for that.
0: Uh, the uh, news about his new face has uh, overshadowed uh, other news, for example, that he's uh, about to stand trial again <laughs> for bribing a witness in the Bunga Bunga sex trial. Because, well, uh, it's a trial involving Silvio Berlusconi, who gives a shit anymore? But well, his new face niche... Uh, it's
1: alarming.
0: It's an exciting new frontier for the human head. It shows what possibilities... I mean, I know we should not judge politicians on their physical looks uh, particularly not um, politicians who have such an impressive track record of outright misogyny as Berlusconi Uh, but he does look like he's escaped from a new reality TV show, I'm a Celebrity Embalm My Face (laughs) Um, It does look rather like it's been done by the same same woman who restored that Jesus painting in a Spanish church about five years ago (laughs) a rather enthusiastic but artistically non-Michelangelic octogenarian lady who turned the alleged seder of humankind into something resembling a giant peanut in a gorilla costume
1: <laughs> it just it's like he went into the uh, sort of office and said look can you make me look like i'm permanently in a wind tunnel <laughs> is there any way you could make it look like my face is under permanent g force <laughs>
0: Um, incidentally, his uh, his trial, the the latest trial, will begin in... Yeah, s- you'll have to
1: be more specific.
0: <laughs> ...will begin in uh, Siena in February, uh, and we'll see the prosecution lawyers race Berlusconi on horses around the town square to determine <laughs> his guilt or innocence.
1: Uh, lobster news now. And, uh, Andy, Pepsi's marketing campaign appears to have taken a very dark turn uh, because a lobster has been found in the sea... With what appears to be the Pepsi
0: logo etched into its claw. <laughs> um, I mean, this is this is. I mean, do we know whether this was a? Is is this voluntary? Is this like a deliberate lobster lobster tat? Is well, it just um, a massive fan of?
1: It's unclear whether this is maybe where Pepsi got the logo from. So oh this right. This is just part of the patterning on a lobster claw and. John PepsiCo saw it and thought, well, I'm having that. Right. Uh, but it appears to be because of the unbelievable levels of pollution in the sea. Oh, that That old now... chestnut. That old chestnut. <laughs> that, that old chestnut. Uh, and uh, yeah, Pepsi logo appears to have somehow found itself etched onto this lobster's claw. And uh, I was reading the, one of the articles about this and... Uh, one of the environmental investigators has said that the pollution is now so severe that crabs are now making homes out of bottle caps and cosmetic jars, and they managed to find a crab that has even converted the inside of a doll's head into its home. The sea is basically now a Ken Loach remake of the Little Mermaid.
0: Interestingly, with this lobster with the Pepsi logo on its uh, on its claw, uh, when it was cooked. It... <laughs> it changed into a Coca-Cola logo.
1: (laughs) This is the worst publicity for Pepsi since their own last advertising campaign, which featured Kendall Jenner essentially suggesting that the Black Lives Matter protest could be sold by an ice-cold can of what can only be described as shit coke.
0: (laughs) Your emails now. This comes from Arnon. Who writes? I noticed that someone mixed up the old "its" stroke "its" with an apostrophe rules and used the wrong one on the front page of your website. I mention it only because I can't even imagine how much ribbing Andy might get from his sister over something like that. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd not spot, I'd not spotted that. from. in your website or the Bugle's? The website? Bugle website. Hold on, the Bugle has a website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, so I've been told. Um,
1: it's, I imagine it's updated with the tenacity and frequency of your website andy <laughs> or indeed my website which is currently giving details of my 2016 tour
0: <laughs> um i don't i do need to update my website because i have a 2018 tour that i need to alert people to as well as yeah. the uh, oh, they're the, right, uh Soho you know. run. that was a rogue apostrophe they are i can only apologize that was a i mean that had i seen that I would have instantly smashed my computer to pieces. Shall I change this whilst you finish the show? I I I think we can all agree this is the biggest five-part
1: anyone has made on the internet this week.
0: (laughs) I can't can't live with the shame. This came from Dan Jude Robinson. Um, When the latest podcast dropped, it came through on my alerts as, quote, Australian marriage equality is now available from the bugle. (laughs) Well, that's true. We... How, how awfully nice of you, says Dan Jude. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure they will be most appreciative. That's the kind of that's the kind of influence this podcast wheels,
1: Nick. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. started it. Exactly. But we, we're also prepared as a sideline business to help fundraise for the bugle. We will conduct Australian gay marriages. <laughs> we're quite happy to do that for a little extra cash.
0: This just came in from Dave in Olympia, uh, in Wah in the United States. Is that Washington State, WA? Well, it's, given what's going on in Washington, Wah. it's probably the appropriate sound. At the end of the last podcast, you spoke with someone about uh, what you said was going to be cricket. He puts in quote marks. "Die, oh, fuck you, mate. Being that English is obviously not your first language, it is already difficult to understand uh, you from the American <laughs> perspective. Uh, those are some big f- cues going your way, Dave. But the utterances you made during the segment could only probably be described as having the coherence of Donald Trump arguing with his reflection... About which one of them is fake news, <laughs> or Nigel Farage self-mutilating himself with an opioid-addicted penguin whilst yelling <laughs> at his hairstylist, "Dark hair does not belong here." <laughs> I thought perhaps he had snapped or had a serious health condition. That my president says your socialised, failing healthcare cucks can't <laughs> fix because they are "quote sad, very concerned." Says Dave. Well, good email, Dave. Yeah, the the cricket has. Uh... Well, it's been traumatic, Nish. I mean, England... yeah, it's been it's not been ideal. Yeah, which, yeah, which, we did We did play unusually well for three and a half days and then collapsed, if I may quote myself, like a prim Victorian lady <laughs> at the unexpected <laughs> sight of a gentleman's danglers. Um, <laughs> uh, more on this at the Unbelievable Ashes podcast that I'm doing through the Ashes series with the uh, extremely excellent Australian comedian Felicity Ward. You can find that uh, on the internet uh, via wherever you get your podcasts or on the ABC podcast. Website this week, including exclusive footage from uh, post match press conferences um, and um, some very odd stories. The, uh, the headbutting story there's a story about one of the it's going around, England players, Johnny they gave a friendly, non malicious <laughs> headbutt to a, a young Australian cricketer.
1: In fairness, that's how we greet each
0: other in Croydon. Tested fire, brother. Tested fire. <laughs> anyway, do keep your emails coming in. To hello buglers at the buglepodcast.com <laughs> Just time for a quick sports update uh, as we record yeah the draw for the 2018 World Cup is just about to take place yeah. The balls are about to come out of the hats. Uh, we are hearing uh, leaked news that the eventual finalists will be Russia. And Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> no surprise there from FIFA. But the rest of the draw is still to come to find out the group stages they're going to proceed that. Um, uh, are, you, are you looking forward to. I know you're, you're quite a big football fan, aren't you?
1: I'm a big football fan. It's all slightly been tainted. Yeah. The The awarding of the World Cup to Russia is far from ideal.
0: Far from ideal, but a fuck of a lot more ideal than the next World Cup. Well, yeah, well being let's awarded not. To a sand <laughs> let's <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Let's
1: not let's not even let's cross that particular yep. shit bridge when we come to it. Uh the first one is yeah and it's um it's 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 going to be very hard to get enthusiastic about this World Cup. Um if England end up drawing Russia in the group stages given what happened at the last Euros we could be talking about a lot more than a football match because um, <laughs> the uh, the somewhat enthusiastic nature just the excessive enthusiasm of some sections of the russian support <laughs> yes
0: yes yeah it's uh i mean we in britain are not necessarily historically in a place to criticize the violence of other countries fans. absolutely
1: people in glass houses should not colonize other people's stones <laughs>
0: Uh but no doubt it will be a thrilling staging post on football's journey towards total spiritual death. And uh Twenty
1: twenty six in ISIS, Andy.
0: <laughs> will...
1: Twenty thirty in North Korea. I've said it once, I'll say it again.
0: We will uh we will have full, exclusive reports on the World Cup between now and whenever it finishes in July. Uh that brings us to the end of this week's uh this week's bugle. Uh, don't forget to buy your tickets to my Soho Theatre show, uh, Andy Zaltzman's uh, 2017 The Certifiable History. That runs from the 18th of December to the 6th of January with a few days off. Uh, you can get them at the Soho Theatre website. Nish, anything to plug? Uh, my uh,
1: 2015 touring show yep. is currently available on Netflix. Oh, uh, awesome. It's, uh, under, it's uh, under Live at the BBC, uh, which is a series that's available, and it's uh, it's episode one. And it's uh, it's available right now. On Netflix in some countries. Okay, it would be very helpful if I know what, knew what countries it was. It's definitely available in the UK. Yep. Um. And but I don't know where else it's going to be available. Okay. I hope the thing based on my interaction with Bugle fans, national borders do not seem an obstacle to them seeing things. Right. S- through fair means or foul <laughs> somehow I'm sure you'll all be able to track it down but yeah it's uh, it's live at the BBC and it's my 2015 show in which I uh, predict an optimistic future for the political left and praise the comedy of Louis CK so <laughs> why not have a watch of that if you want to see a man who is unaware of the fact that he is about to be hit by the meteor of events <laughs>
0: um, that's it for this week Buglers uh, do send us some emails to hellobuglers at the Bugle Podcast. .com, and I'll be back next week with Alice Fraser and Tiffany Stevenson. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now?